Thank you for listening to Voices of Grace. I'm Ryan Peterson. I'm with the communications team here at Grace Community Church, and this has been an exciting couple weeks as I've been able to visit with several missionary families that are visiting Tyler for the summer, and that continues today as I'm joined by Josh and Maggie Grice. Josh and Maggie have three sons and have been serving with Lighthouse for Christ Mission in Mombasa, Africa since, what, 2006? Um, Josh is the mission director. Maggie works as the team's uh, hospitality coordinator. Um, I thank you both so much for giving me the time today because I know how busy you are. I've actually I tried to get you guys last time, but it was kind of last second, and we couldn't make it work. So thank you so much for giving me some time today. Well, thank you for having us. Uh, we're really excited to be back here in the States and um, just uh, appreciate Grace and all that they do for us. So. So, um, Josh, I'm gonna. Normally, I have everybody kind of start telling their story first, but today I want to do it a little bit different. Can you give us a little bit of a background and history of Lighthouse for Christ, yeah. um, which was started by your grandfather, mm -hmm. um, Dr. Bill Grice, back in 1969, yes. I believe? Just a little brief history, and then we can kind of go into your stories and how you guys started to serve. Great. Um, so, my grandfather was an ophthalmologist in California. Um, he decided, um, actually when he was a little kid, he had a infection in his leg and decided, um, he, to pray to the Lord and say, Hey, look, if you save my, my leg and my life, I'll go be a medical missionary in Africa one day. Wow. And that was his promise that he, he made to God. And then all of a sudden, uh, he grows up, he had, he becomes a doctor an ophthalmologist in California buys his beautiful doctor home in California, just finishes remodeling the kitchen, and uh, everything is nice. And uh, he goes to church one day. God reminds him about uh, his promise to go to, to, go to Africa. And uh, he went home. He kind of ate a nice lunch and took a nap and was like, ah, I think let's just push that off a little longer. Went that night, and there was a missionary that came that did not hear the sermon that the pastor preached about. And he preached the exact same thing. And my grandfather was like, oh, God's telling us to go. So he went to the mission board and said, I'll go to, to, to Kenya. And then went home and told his wife that they're going to Africa. <laughs> so that's how she found out. <laughs> that's how she found out. And uh, she, um, she went because uh, Bill, my grandfather, wanted to go. And so they sold their house that they just purchased and remodeled um, in 1964 they got on a ship, well, first of all, sent my dad and my uncle on a plane to boarding school in Africa, got on a ship, and then went over uh, for like a two-month, one-month, two-month cruise. I don't really know how long it was, but landed there, drove around in two RVs all over Kenya, and as an ophthalmologist, my grandfather was delivering babies, doing emergency um emergency, everything. everything, operations and all sorts of stuff. And as an ophthalmologist, you don't want to do that. So in 1969, he planted Lighthouse for Christ Ministries mission uh, right next to a general hospital in Mombasa, Kenya. Uh, the location is actually 80% Muslim with 3 million people. And um, anytime somebody had a baby or an emergency, he would say, Welcome to the general hospital next door. If you have any ophthalmology needs, come to us. But we start, uh, we, the reason why we're there is for the Lord and for giving the gospel and spreading the gospel. And the way we do it is through excellent ophthalmology. And so that's pretty much how we started. My grandfather would hand out tracks uh, until he got a, 
uh, hand out like the four spiritual laws and introduce people to Jesus. And then until he got a, a client and they would come in and then he would do surgery and fix their eyes. And that's pretty much how Lighthouse started. So then your mom and dad, uh, they moved to Kenya in what, 1983? You said you were what, two years old? I was two years old. Uh, 1983, we moved to Kenya after my grandfather suddenly passed away from uh, uh, a cancer. Uh, So he was 55 years old when he passed away. And um, going a little bit deeper into the story, my mom had a stroke when she was 21, when she delivered uh, my older brother. I was born after that. And so during that time, my dad was kind of juggling going to um, seminary. seminary and uh, trying to take care of my mom and my brother. And then all of a sudden, my grandfather died. And my dad was like, well, we're kind of all stable now that Josh has been born. Because um, I'm amazing. <laughs> That's why you're stable. <laughs> yeah. No, I was, I, was not, I was a baby. I wasn't stable. Uh, anyways. Uh, decided let's go out and uh, try to keep the mission running for one more year. And my dad's been doing that for the last 30 years. So he really, at that time, he's just thinking, let's get through the year. Let's get through the year. Maybe some people will come to know the Lord. There was no ophthalmologist. Uh, God provided an ophthalmologist um, at the time. And just the amazing story about God showing up whenever Lighthouse is about to stop or to fail or anything throughout years and years, God just continues to show up. So I normally ask, okay, when did you come to know the Lord with everybody? But obviously, I mean, you're there for that very reason. Did you, did you understand it at an early age or were you ever, I mean, when you're younger, like, man, what are we doing? Yeah. So when I was probably three or four, my mom took me through the Lord, the sinner's prayer. And uh, I came to know the Lord, um, went about my life. I don't really think I really knew what I was doing, uh, kind of the black sheep of the family, you know, missionary kid, preacher's kid. Yeah. Uh, by the time I was in 10th grade, God got a hold of my heart and just uh, changed my life at that point. And I wanted to be a missionary and go tell people about Jesus after that. But not, I mean, not with the ministry my dad was with, because okay. who wants to, you know, that's not cool. Uh, <laughs> I love you, Dad. And yet here we are. Here we are. Um, okay, so I, I, before we get to how you guys met, I want to get into your your background now, um, Maggie. So you were also you were also in Africa, but you said mm-hmm. you were from Texas. Kind of take us through your background and, and getting to Africa as well. Yeah, my parents have an amazing story too. They, um, when I was born, they were millionaires. They had everything they wanted. Two perfect kids. Um, and then my older brother, <laughs> right? <laughs> And then my older brother died oh, um, when I was five, and that was the event How that brought them he? to the Lord. He was seven. Oh, wow. So in the tragedy, God absolutely redeemed the story, and he brought my parents to the Lord. A missionary came through their church, and you know the rest is history. We became missionaries when I was 10. So Josh and I didn't meet until boarding school, but we were on the mission field from, what, 10 to, yeah, till I graduated. So... so- Josh, you know, was saying how it was a little bit later for him when he really started kind of knowing the Lord. Mm-hmm. What about you? Were you, um, did you find him a little earlier or was it around the same kind of time? Yeah, because my brother died and my parents were searching for 
purpose and all that. They came to know the Lord about that time. So I, I think death and heaven became a real reality for me as a kid. So were you, I mean, you're so young at that point. Did, were you angry with God? Were you asking questions or did it just bring you closer to him? It really brought me closer to him. You know, I think yeah. I didn't, I didn't struggle and ask questions till later on in life when okay. you understand these things better. But yeah. no, I, I think I've just always, my parents have been such a testimony of how God can bring beauty from ashes. And that's, that was my childhood. Yeah. How big of a um, culture shock was that for you though? Because I mean, you at least had had a childhood in the United States and then to go mm-hmm. to Africa, how hard was that? For me, super exciting. Okay. It was an adventure. But that, you know, that's my personality. I was kind of excited about each step of the way. Um, there were times as an adolescent when my friends back home were moving on with their life and I missed it. But I, yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun. Each, each move that we did every couple of years was, it was adventurous. So, so where, where were the places yeah. you stayed? Uh, we lived in Portugal for two years, oh, wow. then Zimbabwe for four months, two different places in Mozambique, um, just got to travel a lot. My parents always find the fun things wherever we are. So it really was a lot of fun kind of getting to know Africa. That's great. Yeah. Okay. So now let's, let's get to the point where you guys meet, um, at the Rift Academy. Is that, that correct? Rift Valley Academy Okay. and, um, go Buffaloes. <laughs> uh, and Josh tells the story all wrong. Uh, <laughs> He throws me under the bus, so I'm just going to get in front of it and, okay. and say, like, this cute boy walked up to me in the lunch line one day, noticed I had rusty hair clips in my hair, asked if I was from the beach. and Are you from the beach? <laughs> yeah, it was really cute. <laughs> um, yeah, so we became really good friends 10th grade when I started going there. By 11th grade, we were best friends, and um, yeah, we just started dating and my version it's been perfect ever since then <laughs> that's amazing she broke up with me three times okay, okay. see he threw me under the bus no but but uh, the last time she broke up with me i knew she was going to be back so right. i handed her a tissue mm-hmm. and said you'll be back he did he did senior year we both really felt god calling us back to kenya so yeah. i think by senior year we were pretty focused on that For and sure. i honestly think that's kind of what carried us through college because we didn't go to college in the same place i was over at washita baptist in arkansas he came to tyler um but we stayed together with this similar vision of coming back to kenya one day so yeah yeah and just through growing up i mean i just uh came to the u.s learned how to drive started going to tjc um, and then I worked at Brookshire's for a minute and decided that wasn't for me. <laughs> and then uh, a guy came and offered me a job. Uh, Bob Bendy mm-hmm. uh, used to be a member of Grace uh, till he passed away, but he was my boss. And we went and built houses, remodeled houses, and I did construction. And uh, to this day, God still uses that when we go out to build churches in Kenya. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Grace. Grace was our home church though it was our first home church as we as you know i transferred over to tyler and finished up at ut tyler and we got married and um steve rumpf was the missions pastor at the time and yeah they became our family a couple of displaced missionary kids Mm -hmm. grace was our it was our home yep yep so about that time um did you guys know we're going to be missionaries then i mean or was there still some debate or what you were going to do 
no, we wanted to get married. That was goal one. Okay. And then that <laughs> happened. And then we we're like, goal two is uh, go out to the mission field. Go to field. the mission field. Sign us up. Sign us up. And Steve Rump was like, hold on. You still need to kind of develop a community here in the States. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so we started, uh, he asked me if I would like to teach the sixth grade kids Sunday school. So um we had the best class, obviously, but I'm just kidding. I'm not really a jerk. Um, uh, we had so much fun with the kids, and I worked uh, in that for like two years, uh, just Sunday school, and really enjoyed that. And we, make, Yeah, we plugged into the Young Marrieds, and yeah. we led a home group at the time. And we got to know the Hagglers. Uh, okay. Yeah. They were yeah. in the newly Marrieds. Yeah, so. 20, 20 something years ago. Right. So it wasn't very long. Like, we ended up going to the mission field when our son was four months. So we'd been married right at two and a half years. It was still looking back really fast. But at the time, we were just ready to go. And then, you know, our first year on the mission field, you know, we're still newly married, new baby, and culture shock. And my dad... It was a lot. My dad, as the mission director at the time, really gave us room to grow, Mm -hmm. to find our niche, to find... Uh, friends. um, And I just remember one time uh, it was my son's birthday. I was, I was helping doing some maintenance. We're digging a power line, trying to get uh, power to the hospital from a generator. Um, And then he was like, "Uh, it's time for you to go to your son's birthday. And I said, well, we really need to fill this. And uh, at that time he's, he said, look, you, you really need to make your family, your first ministry. Mm. And that, that has sp- spoken to me ever since. I mean, mm. continuously we, we, we make our family the first ministry so that we can do ministry outside of that. And mm-hmm. we try and put, we try and put God first, um, in, in everything we do. So, mm-hmm. so you had said originally though, you didn't, you did not want to be in Lighthouse for Christ. Yeah, working so, with so your did dad. That, yeah, how did that end up working? Well, Maggie and I were looking, and Steve Rump, good old Steve Rump, said, uh, what do you what guys want to do? And we said, we want to do missions somewhere in Kenya, somewhere in Africa. And my dad, at the same time, was talking to Steve Rump, saying, hey, I need another missionary <laughs> to go out to Kenya. And my dad didn't want to uh, make it all about family because it's not. It's about God's calling. Um, my grandfather was called, my dad was called, um, and then I was called. Uh, but Steve Rump was like, Steve Rump was like, Tim, your 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 son wants to go out. Why not? Why not have him? And he's like, I don't like you know making it all about family. And Steve was like, Well, don't discount him because he is your mm. son. If he has the skills, then then go ahead and um, bring him out. And so he did. Wow. Mm-hmm. Went out and I started at the base because my dad did not want me to come in and be the the mission director's son and take over immediately. Yeah. And I was da- I was in maintenance for the first few years and kind of worked my way through the whole thing and kind of learned lighthouse for the next fifteen years. You taught at the Bible school. Yeah, taught at the Bible school. Um, Worked in management, uh, taught guitar lessons, like I all the things. <laughs> dug trenches. I built churches. Did all sorts of stuff. And I, when I went out there, I knew nothing about technology, but no one else knew anything about mm-hmm. technology. So I kind of dove into that and um, 
Maggie says, I have the spiritual gift of technology, which I know is not a spiritual gift, but um, it's just something that God taught me that really brought our hospital into uh, the future. Mm-hmm. Can you guys kind of talk about what, I mean, what your roles are now and, and what your days look like and, and how you guys are serving now? Mm-hmm. Um, you want to start? No, you go for it. Okay. Well, Josh is the mission director, so I'll let him talk about what that means. But I, up until now, have been helping him in the office, just doing administrative work, communicating for him. We do a lot of work with our mission board that's based here in the States. So I handle communications, and I work with our teams that come out. So we have five to six uh, volunteer teams that come out every year to help build churches, run pastor conferences. So I coordinate that. We do a lot of hospitality when they're on the ground, which we love. Um, I've been told you guys are a great host, so when people do come visit. It's so much fun. Like, it's so much work, but it's so much fun. So it's... It's like a million miles an hour for... (laughs) A week. A week. A really, really intense week. And then then it takes two weeks to recover. Go back to our other day job. (laughs) That's right. Um, But the new role that God is taking me in is he called me to counseling a couple years ago. So I've started back to school online. I'm getting my master's in counseling and really hope to bring that arm of pastoral care to Lighthouse, whether that's through education or resourcing them with other counselors, um, and then reaching the missionary community, which they they need all the help they can get. So, yeah, so that's That's me. Yeah, um, my job really consists of having meetings with all of the the people in charge. I'm the mission director, so um, I have uh, a finance... uh, a finance, a Kenyan finance guy. Um, his name is Victor Gathogo, and he does all the finance for the mission. Um, I have a HR lady I meet. Um, her name is Panina Nzuki, uh, but she was my dad's secretary when she was 18 years old. So now she's HR administrator. And then I meet with the medical director. Um, we just discuss, you know, uh, where we're going to go next, what we're going to do next. Um, he says all a bunch of ophthalmology words. I pretend to know what he's talking about and try and give him the tools that they need uh, to get the work done. Um, really, as mission director, I'm just getting them tools. I'm just the gopher to try and get them. Because yeah. they, I mean, they see 40,000 patients a year. I was going to ask, how many are we talking? Yeah, 40,000 patients a year. Wow. Uh, last year we did uh, 34,000 because of COVID, but we're coming back out of it. And each one of them hear the gospel. Mm-hmm. We show them to Jesus film, um, kind of a captive audience. And then they uh, have a chance to talk to one of our chaplains. Our chaplains pray for them. And this is 80% Muslim. So these people have never been into a church before. They come in and they, they listen to the gospel. And maybe two or three Muslims a week will come to know the Lord. Wow. And then we direct them towards a church we have uh, 100 churches that we've planted uh, up and down the coast and all the way up to Nairobi. And so we try and give them the contact of the pastor and then get them connected with the church after they become uh, saved. You're talking about your dad was just trying to get through that first year. When you think about now, um, how it's been your lives and, and your boys have been raised with it, is it just amazing to you what God has done and what, what's come from that when your dad's just trying to get through year one and yeah. all these years later it's still going strong? It's incredible. Just, uh, just It's humbling just to be a part of, of 
you know, this huge ministry that my grandfather started that I never met, uh, my dad, um, just standing on their shoulders. I mean, I think my dad did all the work and we're starting to now harvest uh, my grandfather and my dad and we're starting to harvest uh, the, the fruits that they planted. So it's just humbling and um, people, you know, at Grace got on board, people all, all over uh, the U.S. got on board. And, and so we're very excited and very happy about it. Mm-hmm. Maggie, how challenging, and may, maybe it hasn't been as challenging, but how challenging is it raising the family and doing all this and being fully invested? I mean, I'm. it can't be all just like, perfect like Josh is, but, but it's got, there's got to there's be some, some <laughs> wait, tough wait. moments with that. <laughs> Just to interject, I was ADD boy. I was uh, the pastor's kid and got in trouble, and my parents literally prayed for me every single day of their life, and I barely survived my childhood. So, so perfect. Um, yeah, no, raising kids is hard no matter where you are. If you've got little kids, it's tough. Um, it's just a different set of challenges over there. We didn't have as many good schooling options. Um, so when God directly called us to homeschool, that had been on my I will never list. Um, never say never. <laughs> never say never. That was probably one of the hardest seasons of my life. Okay. Like it was not for academic gain that God put us in that. I think it was character development for all of us. Um, so that part was, it was just tough, you know, trying to have network, have community people to support you. I just felt it, it feels a little lonely. Um, and then friends, like where we live, people come and go. A lot of people are there two, three years and then they're gone. And, um, when we keep staying, even the kids start to ask, like, when is it our turn to leave? You know, all of our friends have left. And these were, those were hard challenges for me. Now our kids are at boarding school, which is a whole different thing. It's like, amazing and I couldn't imagine a better school in the world where I'd want them to be and yet super hard that they're not with us day in day out um so we've had to adjust and kind of make figure it out like we get to be really intentional when we're with them and then when they're busy at school and not texting their mother um (laughs) we work really hard so it's I definitely have a lot of tears. Even today, we're in the states, and I've been trying to coordinate my kids' orthodontic appointment in Kenya. And uh, you can ask Josh; like, it it frazzles me trying to do the parenting from afar thing. But they're turning out really great. I hope so. <laughs> She's an it, amazing mother. It has been it's been worth all the blood, sweat, and tears. But um, yeah. If you meet our boys, you'll you'll understand how good of a mom she is. So they're we're thankful. Their sweethearts. Mm-hmm. Um, so, what is your what is your hope? Um, I guess with Lighthouse moving forward, and and how you just you continue to see God move. But um, as as you look ahead to what else can happen, what is your hope? Well, we're looking at expanding, uh, moving uh, small little satellites all over Kenya and East Africa. Our mission statement is healing the physical and spiritual blindness of East Africa. And so moving into different countries um, in the future, we'll see, we'll see how, how far God wants us to go. But um, yeah, um, it's for us, we just continually pray and whatever God wants, it's like he, he decides what happens next. We just try and make the plans and uh, sometimes it's yes, sometimes it's no. Have you had to stop yourself like you're excited about something and then it's like, you know, I, 
is this is this a God thing or is this just what I want to do? Yeah, I've um, spent a lot of time in prayer trying to figure out what to do next, and um, I'm a little more of a risk taker than my dad, and so uh, he he kind of raises an eyebrow, but he never interjects now that he's he's given the directorship to me. Um, uh, my dad's probably been my biggest mentor uh, my entire life. I mean, he's um, really set me up and, and pushed me towards God and um, make sure I've always gone to church, make sure, you know, you do all the dad things. And um, now he's like, make sure you go, your kids go to church. And I'm like, okay, dad. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a dad now too, so. But with the growth, I feel like Josh gets excited and he's a visionary and he moves forward and then he sort of takes a step back and pauses. And then as God just starts to bring in finances and resources, it's like this really is something that God is doing and, and leading us in. And so then it's like, okay, keep keep moving forward. But I I think I take a step back so I can breathe for a second because yeah. Lighthouse, I mean, we're running, running as fast yeah. as we can. The so. last thing we want to be doing is something that God is not, in yeah. it would be so challenging right. he, he really pulls it all together and um yeah it's it's exciting to watch we used to come back to the states on furlough and and tell people what we were going to be doing kind of like what the next term looks like now we come back and we just say this is what he did and we're also excited about what he's going to do because we really don't we really don't know and my mom would kill me if I didn't say all the glory <laughs> goes to Jesus. All mm-hmm. the glory goes to mm-hmm. God. Amen. Mm-hmm. Because uh, without him, this this thing wouldn't be here. And it, uh, it wouldn't have survived all of the craziness of the Kenyan government and the, the tax implications and not having doctors and then having uh, only few doctors. Now we have three ophthalmologists uh, Kenyan ophthalmologists. One is a trained cornea specialist. We send corneas over there from the U.S. We do cataract surgeries. We've opened a retina unit, um, and um, we're just expanding. We're starting to look at trying to open uh, uh, an eye bank over in Kenya, which is basically getting tissue from cadavers and putting them on on people. Okay. These are not the things you dream of when you're in high <laughs> really? school and yeah. looking forward to being a missionary, but it's also kind of cool. So just amazing plans for the future that God has. And we, we hope that we will continue to follow him. And, mm-hmm. and, uh, so y'all can be praying for us. Yeah. Right. I was going to say, um, how can we as a church be praying for you specifically? Wisdom and understanding. Um, we have a hundred pastors that I'm in charge of. We have uh, 56 staff at our clinic. Uh, I mean, it's not really. It's a. It's an eye hospital. It's massive. Um, and then we have a Bible school that we run that 30 students go through every year, and we just teach them intro to Bible pretty much, so that when they become a pastor, they don't uh, go out and not teach the right thing. And uh, just leadership for our mission team, that's huge. Um, being able to work together as, a, uh, as missionaries sometimes, it, it, gets, it gets fun sometimes. <laughs> so, um, and we're, we come back to the U.S. Uh, to raise funds. And so y'all can be praying with us that we would be able to, to meet our goals. And, and uh, then in two months now, mm. go back to Kenya. Mm-hmm. So, yep. And then I think 
for our family. Just pray for our kids. They travel by themselves next week. Um, and by then, themselves. By themselves. <laughs> um, yeah. And our oldest, he's about to start his senior year. So we're doing that for the first time and trying to navigate figuring out college and next steps. But when you live in Africa, there's a whole other element to to doing that. So yeah, yeah a lot of faith in the Lord at this point because we don't. We don't know how that's going to work. <laughs> I'm teaching my boys to drive, so everyone watch out. Yeah. There are these Kenyan boys coming to America. Mm-hmm. With long blonde hair. <laughs> long blonde hair that <laughs> that think it's okay to drive like a crazy person because we're from Kenya. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, man. Well, um, thank you guys so much for your time. Josh, I feel like if... Uh, you were here. I'd want to hang out with you all the time. I love your sense of humor. So, thank you. Um, but I also love your, you guys' heart for the Lord. Thank you. Um, yeah, we'll definitely be praying for you. Um, and just thank you again for what you're doing to further God's kingdom. And like you said, it's all about Jesus. Appreciate it. So, thank you. Thank you. Thanks. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks again to the Grice, and please be praying for them. Thank you for listening. I'm Ryan Peterson. This has been Voices of Grace.